I want to win again for sure, but like my next goal is, is Bathurst. Now that uh, emphasis on that raises and I need to try and get that done. When I first took over the team at the end of 2012, beginning of 2013, uh, weren't especially rosy, but we managed to win a, a race with Chaz Mostert that year in, in July and I thought, gee, this caper's bloody easy. Hey, I'm David Reynolds from Penrite Racing and this is Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel. We conclude our series this year with father's interviews with two times champion father Wayne McLaughlin. We spoke with Wayne on the morning of the Bathurst race and then later in that evening in the garage after Scott had his first win there. Each week join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Still a bit in shock. Uh... <laughs> Thanks, thanks everyone. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Got to put money back into the sport at the lower levels to develop the kids and bring them up. You can't rely upon good luck for Daniel Ricciardo's old man to have found a few mates to tip some money in and send him overseas. There actually needs to be a structure. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio, any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Jack LeBrock from Truck Assist Techno Racing. Welcome to Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars. I'm with Wayne McLaughlin in Scotty's motorhome and it's race morning at Bathurst and just want to have a brief chat about, as I think, your son has almost had a name change because he's no longer Scott McLaughlin, he's Benchmark. <laughs> he is the Benchmark in the category. That's very kind. No, well, you know, there's no one else has been doing what he's done for 20 years. Nah, he's, he's, do, he's certainly dominating, he's understanding the car for sure, understanding the team, he's got the team behind him. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's obviously something that's happened because all throughout his career, he jumped in the car from the first time whether it was that very first Gary Rogers car at uh, Homebush, um, all the way through uh, Commodores and Volvo, and now uh, Falcon and now Mustang. I, th- I think, um, in fairness to Scotty, I think he's very dedicated to his cause. He understands where he's come from and he, he understands where he wants to be. And I think um, nothing will stand in his way, you know, and whatever it takes to get himself there. He'll, he's very disciplined on himself. No one's any harder on himself than what Scotty is. And I think it's that discipline that's paying off, you know. He sees the determination in Don and I and what we've achieved in our business life. And, and I've always said to him, mate, you are a business. And um, every successful business is built around customers. And your customers are your fans. You look after your fans, the business will come to you. Yeah, and, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, one of the things that makes him stand out also is the fact that he doesn't have an intensity about him. In other words, you know, there are drivers out there, and I'm not going to name them, but they, the, yep. they unfortunately don't learn to unwind, and they just wind up and wind up. Will Power used to be like it. I remember when he drove with Lyco here all those years ago, and I said, keep a doctor nearby, Lyco, because the kid's heart's going to jump. But, but Scott doesn't have that. He, he knows how to relax on it. And he's and that that you contribute to Diane, you know, to, to, to my wife, Scotty's mum. You know, like, he, she's got a, a very calm personality and, and it certainly shows in Scotty's personality he's just, a, um, I think Greg Murphy explains it the best really, he says you know the guy just doesn't get rattled you know he just, he just he's a quiet assassin you know okay. yeah. and Wayne we really want to take you back to 
where it started. So, 93, he's born in Christchurch. Yeah, born in Christchurch. Um, we moved back to Hamilton, our hometown where Di and I come from. Um, Scotty was four years old and was sat on the couch with me watching Bathurst. And at five years old, he just continually watched Bathurst. One weekend, he watched one, one week in school holidays, he watched it 11 times. Um, it's a bit. Right. <laughs> Eleven times in a row, but it kept them it kept them amused, so that was good. Um, cheap, cheap yeah, entertainment, yes. cheap, cheap entertainment, getting out of mum's here. Um, and then just yeah, we uh, six years old, we went to a motor show in Hamilton, and um, he uh, there was a go kart. The local Hamilton Kart Club had a display there and have a go day, so we took him out for a have a go day, and he ended up we bought him a birthday a go kart for his seventh birthday, and and it just evolved from there, and then we ended up. He won his first New Zealand title at the age of uh, eight. We moved to Australia when he was nine, and and his karting took a bit of a back seat for a little while. Well, we got the business going, and then we got him back into it. And then at thirteen, it, his career took off. Okay. Now, when you came to Australia, you moved up to the Gold Coast. Is that correct? We moved to Melbourne first for four years. Oh yeah. And Scotty started karting down there at Oakley as a young, very young uh, junior, and um, we got him into. Um, Gee, I was trying to think back now. It's um, uh, I have to think. It's sort of mine's blank. I'm trying to think of the class we were in. Um, um, it was a uh, junior ARC, right. and um, he won the Melbourne City titles back to back three years in a row, which oh, right, okay. I don't think it'll ever happen again as a junior because he won it at 12, 13, and 14. Okay. Um, Did you tour the state much doing? Yeah, no. Travelled when it. When he became 13, we set up a Mercedes van and a proper race van and a couple of frames and motors and stuff. And, and Robbie Morton and Scotty would Robbie would drive the van to perhaps Townsville and Scotty would we'd move to the Gold Coast by then. Yep. And Scotty would just fly in Friday night after school and him and Robbie would go racing and, and um, he'd fly home Sunday night and Robbie would drive the van to the next place. Or yeah. Was he dreaming then of something beyond? Yeah. It, 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 look, he... It, all his life he's been focused and he, he always admired Greg Murphy and Marcus Ambrose and the likes and, and he always wanted to race the BH Supercar. It's all he's ever wanted to do. Yes. All his life. And yeah. um, he, he always had that dream and, and I, I always said to him, well, you know, live your dreams, mate, you know, if we determine we can do it. And yeah. um, at 13 I felt that he probably needed some special treatment, which once again Robbie Morton stepped up and by 15 we started... Um, marketing him and, and getting his name out amongst a few teams and Fujitsu, we were very lucky Fujitsu picked him up and um, that enabled us to do level two. Wayne, I'll draw you up on that. I don't great belief in, in luck. Good fortune, yes, but it's good management that got him to be the attention of Fujitsu. And, and Present, presentation. Yeah, uh, presentation. Well, that, work that gets him there. And, you know, as a young fellow, his, his sacrifices were, you know, um, he wasn't out partying, you know, Good clean haircut, you know. Keep yourself, keep your nose clean. Yep. Good, good rate, good, good school grades, and and focus on what you're doing. Hard work pays off, and it'll come to you. And Fujitsu saw him for what he was. Good young king, young guy, and he. And credit to Scotty to this day. The reason why he's done so well is, I believe, is we we helped him, but um, he's we gave him, we got him to point A. The rest of the alphabet is up to him, and I now believe that he's probably 
getting close to the X Factor. So um, I, I you think, know, I think he's actually reached it. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's him, and you yeah, know, yeah, that's right. him personally that has driven himself to that level. Yeah. He he's brought that to himself. Yes. You know, he's had a lot of help along the way, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's like you say, it's not good luck. It's he's driven himself there yeah, and yeah, kept yeah. himself clean. And but he engenders people want to help him. The oh way yeah, in which, the way in which he approaches things. I, actually, I'll ask you, as somebody who's a New Zealander, you know, rugby league is an enormous sport in New Zealand. Less so in Australia. But it's fascinating the way you don't see in New Zealand or Australia blokes in motor racing getting in trouble the way that people in the ball games do. And whether it's drugs or women or alcohol. And do you reckon, why do you think that young men don't seem to fall into traps? I think, it's, I think that the, the sport comes with a great deal of discipline. Um, it comes with a lot of discipline. And you know, I think you can attribute that back to the days of Tony Cochran, really. Like he, he's, it's a no-nonsense sport. Yep. Um, but they're also so very, very focused. They, they haven't got time. You know, Scotty's schedule is, is no dream life. You know, his schedule yeah. is, is absolutely tapped full. And, um, and I think, you know, you've got, I don't know how many people live in Australia now, but I think between Australia and New Zealand, was was somewhere around the thirty million. Yeah, thirty yeah. million. You got. 26 seats and 30 million, so I think, you know, you've got to appreciate the fact that Jesus, you're there, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, you know, it just comes with disciplines, doesn't it, you know? So, uh, he moved out of home, what, what age? He stayed at home, he lived at home till he was 19, till he got the drive with Gary Rogers. Yep. And that meant that he had to take his apprenticeship to so Melbourne. So when he was doing a Fujitsu series with Stone Brothers, he was still living with you and yep. I? Yeah, he lived at home up until he was 19. Yep. Um, we'd moved to the Gold Coast, and then he... Um, in in the year ten, he wanted he wanted an apprentice. He got an apprenticeship with Stone Brothers, and he um, as a he, fabricator as a fabricator for the turn of I'm told by blokes at Gary's that he's pretty good at it. Yeah, I think he, he can. I've seen his welding, and you know he's beautiful weld. You know, he's yeah. beautiful welder, TIG welder, MIG welder, but beautiful TIG welder. Um, and I, and full credit to Gary. Um, you know, Gary Rogers. You can say what you like about him. He's a hard man, but. He made sure that Scotty finished that apprenticeship, and, and both Di and I were adamant that he had to do that apprenticeship. He, he, as I said to him, you've got to complete something in life, you know, because you won't be racing the car for the rest of your life, so you've got to have something to go back to. Whether he ever goes back to it, no one expected to see him succeed to the level that he's succeeded to, but um, it's certainly, you know, it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rest he's, is history. He's right? I mean, it, it, it might not be. Uh, uh, at the time, certainly when uh, 2017 happened, I mean, it was devastating for him. I, I've actually read some interesting things recently about Jack Rewald and he and the way in which you know, they've sort yeah. of bounced off each other. I, I, I think that 17, I, I think, as harsh as it is, and, and he, he always says to me I'm his harshest critic but his biggest fan, which is probably true, but yeah. I still believe that in 2017, as much as it destroyed us to watch him lose that taken away from him, I think it made him a better person, I think it made him a better a better racer. Appreciate and I think he appreciated, you know, not yeah. that he's not ever not appreciated no, no, things. No, no, I but I think it brought him back to, to ground zero yeah. and away he went and I've never seen a kid or well, I call him a kid because he's still a kid to us, but yeah. I've never seen dedication, you know. Yeah. And I think a lot of a lot of things, um, he's matured quickly but I think he's He's also met the love of his life, and I think she's a great girl to keep him very calm, and she's there to support him. Yep. And I had that through our early days in married life with Diane. You know, we we still have a good marriage, and and she 
you know, we still support each other to this day, and, and we see a lot of Scott and Carly in that, and, and he's and he's got that, you know, he's got that X factor of his mother's, and and he's he, yeah, he he needs someone like Carly around him, and, and they're a good team, and uh, you know, it, behind every good man's an even better woman, and, and I think that's a true story. You now, know? you had a very large trucking business, yeah, which um, you built up and then sold off in Queensland. That's right, we were nationwide, well, east coast wide in Australia, yeah, and we sold out in 2011. Yeah, and that was to move back to New Zealand. Then. No, we didn't. We we I sort of retired and then got back and did a bit, and then we thought, what we, we didn't want to grow another business. We had sort of ninety seven staff or something, so we yep. we scaled. We said, no, nah, we went home and and to New Zealand, and Di's mum's still there. And you're in Hamilton again. No, we're in a place called Cambridge, which is just yes, south of Hamilton. Okay. But yeah, we're there. I know the cricket ground there quite well. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good town. Yes, and it's, yeah. it's, and um, away from the hustle and bustle, yeah. we've got a farm there and we just have a bit of a life now. Yeah, yeah, look, it's, it's wonderful. I mean, I think one of the great things, and I actually watched it last night in the press room, the relationship between Shane and, uh, and Scotty, um, you know, when, when you see them congratulating each other, it's genuine, and you know oh, that it's somebody who appreciates and understands yeah, it well. Yeah, no, look, don't look. I know the media at times hype it up, and I think they'd love yeah. to see a bit of rivalry. But and there's, don't worry, on the track you won't find yeah, two not. people more fierce rivals. Um, but Shane and Scotty have a, a strong bond and a good relationship, and. If I see Shane the track, I always wish him and Robert. Oh, geez, we always wish, yeah. wish each other the best of luck. And yeah. and you know, like um, there's all sorts of stories float around, but there's, there's a fair bit of media bullshit goes with it too. But um, yeah. and you know, I think the same respect is there for a lot of the other drivers too. You know, Jamie Wincup and this nonsense that you know David Reynolds was talking. It was I think he was trying to get inside Scotty's head, but I think it's clearly backfired on him. But it was nice to see Jamie Wincup come out and actually support Scotty and say, look, the guys. You know, hey, you got to remember, Scotty's now working or driving or racing for Penske, the biggest organisation in the world. You know, like yeah. um, a, a record at Pukekohe, 17 race wins in one year, never been done by anybody in the, the life and history of Penske racing. So, yeah. you imagine how, how proud Roger is. You know, like, yeah, good, good people. But you know, like, like I say, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Scotty's a good man and he's a good racer and he's very dedicated. But he's also got a Tenacity about him where he can pull that team together and, and that team they're, they're polished. Yeah. And and have a look at that team. You've still got Mikey Flynn in there from the original days. Yes. Benny Benny Crow, Scotty Roddick. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, I, you know, there's a lot of boys that are still with him that were there on day one and that's a pretty special thing eh? For Don and I that's extremely special, you Indeed. know. Extremely special. All right, well keep on enjoying the rest of it and thank you for your time, Wayne McLaughlin. We uh, Look forward to catching up with you later in the year. Thanks, Tony. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. This year in Formula 3, I think, is a fantastic environment for me to be doing that. However, I believe for myself, uh, a sustainable career in tin tops such as Fiat Supercars in Australia is where I see myself. Second crack at the Australian time since we've been back and a bit unlucky the first time that we end up with a win there at Speedway City uh, two weeks ago. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at Sport radio.com.au Join in the conversation, post your thoughts on our Facebook page and to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com.au Hi, I'm Tony Delberto from Shell V Power Racing. Welcome to Inside Supercars. You spoke to Tony earlier in the day. I catch up with you now and your son's taken out a batch of this victory. Yeah. How do you feel? Oh, super proud and um, feel like I've, you know the box has been ticked, you know, like a lot of big champions been around this touring car championship and never actually managed to get a Bathurst and 
Oh, you know, our family's Di and I and the family, we firmly believe that, you know, the mountain chooses you and it didn't come down to the last lap, but that mountain chose them today, you know, both him and Alex and the team, you know, the very polished team and very special to see Scotty and Alex get it together. They've been there, you know, they've they've had a go six times and, you know, they've been teammates since way back in 2012 and Alex is a very special friend to the family and um, will be a lifetime friend for many of us and, uh, yeah, first Frenchman to do it and... So a lot of boxes ticked, yeah. Very proud. Very can't probably won't sink in for a few days, I don't reckon, but um but we'll certainly um you know, we will we'll enjoy it anyway and, and, and you know, yeah, just it'll it'll sink in and yeah, yeah. Well, thanks very much and nah, uh, congratulations. It. Yeah, thank you very much. We do get to do a lot of interviews here on Inside Supercars and not all of them always get to air. This year, our interview with Ryan Story on Saturday night at Bathurst is one of those interviews. I caught up with him in the trailer on Saturday evening, and we started by talking about ticking the box of getting that pole position. Oh, look, I'm already moved on. I'm already thinking about the race now. So uh, we're just... Uh, you, you came to see me when we were in the middle of talking about some initial strategy strategy stuff, and, and there's a couple of challenges there around fuel because we've got this... Uh, the 9.0 Lambda ruling in now and, and the way that's being policed. So it's a couple of interesting things that we're thinking about and trying to put that race strategy together and understanding what our fuel stints are going to look like and and when we're going to put in those uh, those, brake, uh, those brake changes. So, yeah, already looking at the next thing. Look, all we get today is a $5,000 check from our friends at Armourall, which is fantastic. And, look, that was a scintillating lap, a spectacular lap from Scotty, but there's no trophy for today. Interestingly, will anyone, particularly yourselves, be brave enough to say, Frenchie, go and start this race? And knowing how this year has been played out, getting Scott into the car as early at the end of the race, knowing that everyone says it's all about the last 20 to 50 laps, not the first 20 to 50, do you think many people will be brave enough to to run that strategy and try and get the co-driver laps in as early as possible? Oh, everyone everyone will. It's just a question of how you do it. So you, you'll you either start your co or your main, and if you start your co, you'll probably double stint them and then single stint your main, then single stint your co, put your co and put your main guy in. I mean, look, at the end of the day, your main, the main driver's going to do three stints at the end of the race. They're going to triple stint at home. Everyone will do it. Um, the only exception will be if there's if there's weather that changes the changes things like we saw in 15, like we saw a little bit in 17. But the weather at the moment looks pretty good. It's going to be cold, but it, it's going to be cold. But in the middle of the day, we're going to see a peak higher than what we've seen when we've been on track at any point during this weekend. Chances of rain, rain are very very slim. Um, but look, the reality is every every main driver will triple stint at home. Does this year feel any different than the other years? A lot of talk about how whilst it's part of the championship this year with the way the championships played out it's not part of the champions championship so is it a different mindset is it more pressure more relaxed oh look i've, I've gone on the record many times before and during this weekend saying that i think we're going to see uh, well scintillating pace in the race tomorrow there's no question about that um as a consequence of the 598 point lead that uh, scott has everyone's going for broke it's it's 
win it or bin it might be an extreme, but uh, it's certain no one's no one's taking a conservative approach to the race. Let's let's put it that way. If we're not in a position to win it, we'll bank points. If if there's a chance that we can win the thing, we're going to do what we can to do that. And 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 I think that most people will be taking that same tact. I know you're not a big sleeper, but are you going to be able to sleep tonight, or is it just another night? I don't sleep much during race weekends as it is. To be honest, I don't sleep during normal during normal weeks and normal weekends. But uh, um, yeah, we, 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 it'll be a late night here tonight, just thinking about what what tomorrow is going to look like and what's going to be the best scenario. But you know, the first stint really does shape up what your race is going to be like. You of course follow. You know, any any time the safety car's on track where you get a yellow like that, you 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 go for fuel in hand and. And you're always conscious of, of where your tyres are in terms of stint life. And if and if you're getting 23 laps on a on a on a tank of juice, you're going to be really conscious of of uh, of what you do if if that safety car does appear to try and make sure you get fuel in hand. Because that's 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 I mean that's how you win this race. Um, but yeah, we're we we're, we're we're certainly not going to be conservative in our approach. Um, we're going to be quite aggressive with strategy, um, and we're going to. Look, if we're in a position to win, we, we we won't leave we won't leave an awful lot on the table, and and we won't leave here with any regrets, and and that is a direct consequence of what where the championships at. But they, they don't call this thing the great race for nothing. It's bloody hard to win. No one deserves to win. You have to earn it, and that's the best. That's the best. That's what makes it so good. Brian, we look forward to seeing what tomorrow has to hold. May I tell you, if, if the, both the people here at the track and uh, those watching at home are, are going to be in for something special. Next week on the show, we hear from a man who's touched so many different parts of motorsport right around the world. Keys Wheel. I hope you can join us then. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device, search Inside Supercars.